I'm Brett Chang. And I am Jay Rosenthal, and this is Your Peak Daily for Monday, June 27th, where we cover the biggest stories in Canadian and global business, finance, and tech, all in less than seven minutes. So Jay, I was looking through our Apple reviews, and reviews keep coming in. We're at 4.6 on Apple Podcasts, and pretty good, it's out of five. But there was one review that caught my eye. Now, I, I want to be kind to this person, because they did give us four stars. They, they, it looks like they listen fairly often, but they said it's cringe when the guys attempt to talk sports. And Jay, you know, this is actually something that I've brought up with you before too, which is, I'm not sure sports is really our foray. But the one thing they did mention was that Andrew Wiggins wasn't the first Canadian to ever go first overall in the NBA draft. That's correct. So we should issue a, an editorial correction. Anthony Bennett went number one first overall the year before. But Anthony Bennett, he's a bust. Nobody knows Anthony Bennett. Well, Andrew Wiggins was kind of a bust as well before he got to the Warriors. That's according to my friends who follow sports closely. So not just me, but in Minnesota. So I will stand corrected on people wanting or not wanting us to talk about sports. But you did give fair warning to listeners and to me that people don't tune in to hear us talk oh, about sports. But you know what, though? I, I love the feedback. I appreciate the feedback. And so if you've got thoughts, go on Apple Podcasts, give us a review five if possible. If you like it, if you think it's worth a five, that would be great. It really helps us out. We'll take a four, but I, I hope for a five. And look, I promise. No, I can't promise no more sports because it's just part of the world and we like sports, but I can promise we'll tone the sports down. But most importantly, that we'll have better accuracy when it comes to sports. I won't just pull things out of thin air. Aside from us fishing for good grades through Apple Podcast Reviews, what do we have for Peak Pals today? We're not fishing and encouraging, Jay. Now, for our first story, an ad-supported tier is coming to Netflix. For our second story, some CEOs are souring on remote work. And for our third story, we've got a new GameStop. For our first story, the rumor about Netflix's big move is true. And no, it's not the one you heard about them bringing back your favorite canceled show for a third season. But ads, they are officially coming to the platform, Brett. I thought the whole point of Netflix was there weren't ads. Why the change? Well, the good news, Jay, is that this probably won't impact you or me or anybody who pays for Netflix right now. So after Netflix's CFO stoked speculation back in April, co-CEO Ted Sarandos confirmed that the streamer will introduce a new ad-supported free tier or, or cheaper tier before the end of the year. There's no timeline yet, but soon customers will have the option of a cheaper subscription if they don't mind seeing a few commercials. The price of the tier and the number of ads per hour have not been confirmed either. I don't like this, Jay. I, I agree with you. I watch so much YouTube now and the ads are so distracting, but the move is part of an industry-wide shift, including YouTube, of streamers like Disney+, Plus, which is also introducing an ad-supported tier this year, moving to cash in on ad revenue and attract subscribers who may have been put off by too high prices. Netflix always seemed it was going to be the last holdout with the other co-CEO, Reed Hastings, repeatedly claiming as recently as 2020 that ads would never come to the platform, I guess, the old adage, never say never. And well, yeah. And you're probably wondering what changed his mind. Well, losing 200,000 subscribers in a quarter and seeing shares drop 68% from the start of the year, that's something that, that changed his mind, Jay. It catches a lot of people's attention, <laughs> not just Reed Hastings. But other measures to help right the ship have included reducing spending on original productions and making layoffs, including 150 employees in May and another 300 this past Thursday. Now, here's why it all matters. So streaming once promised a total reinvention of the way we consumed media. But now content split amongst dozens of different providers, leaving consumers with hefty bills to watch it all. And now there are ads. This doesn't sound too different from traditional cable after all. It's kind of the same thing, but just online.
For a second story, hybrid work may seem like a nice compromise between employers who want workers in seats and employees who'd rather not spend hours commuting every week. But CEOs are starting to disagree. Yelp co-founder Jeremy Stoppelman called hybrid work the hell of half measures and says his company will be fully remote going forward in an interview with the Washington Post. So Jay, why does the shift in CEO sentiment over remote work matter? Well, let's just give a shout out to Yelp co-founder Jeremy Stoppelman for having a way with words, but workers and bossers are negotiating a return to office as pandemic restrictions end, and it's still anyone's guess as to which model, remote, in-office, or hybrid, which is kind of a little bit of both, will emerge as the new norm. So Yelp had been pursuing a hybrid model where they would have people working in office and working remotely and you could come into office, but only 1% of its employees were coming into the office every day. Now those folks will need to upgrade their work from home setup as the company just shuts down most of its offices and probably saves a bunch of money. Now, if you want to zoom out, are you going to give the zoom out noise? (laughs) I I, I don't even know. I I don't even remember what it is. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it wasn't bad and that wasn't great, but let's just continue. Business leaders are starkly divided on remote work. Elon Musk and Goldman Sachs CEO David Solomon have demanded workers return to the office full time, while Airbnb CEO Brian Chesky is sticking with the remote model, claiming it gives the company an advantage in recruiting top talent. I'll just speak to the peak for a second here. So we have a hybrid work model, and I can probably say that it looks a lot more like Yelp, where most people just don't come in the office. And I'm okay with that. But then it does beg the question of why do we have an office? And really, to answer that question, it's because myself and Alex Blumenstein, my co-founder, like coming to the office. So that's one way to do it. I just like that it's the old guys in the company that like coming to the office. So that's not lost on me, Al. I mean, Brett. <laughs> I won't be sinful. Well, that is the cardinal sin you just committed. <laughs> and for our third and final story, move over GameStop. There's a new meme stock on the block, and it's Revlon. The once iconic cosmetics brand has seen its share price soar more than 600%. That's not a typo or me saying it wrong. 600% from all-time lows last week. Oh, and did we mention the company is in bankruptcy? Wait, well, I thought the stocks I, know, I thought the stocks only go up phenomenon was over. Are the Wall Street bets traders back, Brett? Uh, so Jay, it seems like it it looks like even in the downturn, you can still, you know, if you pick the right stock, you can make a bunch of money. So similar to other meme stocks like GameStop and AMC, retail traders are driving Revlon's resurrection. Their theory, elaborated mainly on Reddit forums, is that they can take advantage of a short squeeze to score big gains. Because there's a lot of short interest in Revlon. That's many investors have bet that its share price will fall. They're betting this. So speculators buy to quickly push the price up, making it more expensive to short the stock and forcing some short sellers to close out their positions in turn, boosting shares even more. Now, Revlon bulls, the people who like Revlon, point to the example of Hertz as proof that retail traders can win big by betting against short sellers. During the pandemic, here's some background. The rental car company entered bankruptcy only to survive and return a healthy profit to shareholders after getting the meme stock treatment, after the, the stock went from you know zero to 100. However, Brett, Revlon isn't Hertz. Demand for cars soared even as Hertz's rental business dried up, giving it a lifeline out of a financial disaster. But with Revlon's bonds, which get paid before equities and bankruptcy proceedings, trading at around 10 cents on the dollar, the market doesn't seem a similar rescue on the horizon. And here's the bottom line. Retail traders are still a force to be reckoned with. Even in a bear market, they are demonstrating the power to influence stock prices dramatically. It's just the new normal now. 
Peak Pals, thanks for making us the most listened to. And only. Daily Canadian business news podcast in the country. If you've got a second, why not follow this podcast on your app of choice and leave us a review. And if you want more Peak, make sure to subscribe to our daily newsletter at readthepeak.com. And as always, thanks to Dale Richardson and 306 Media Productions for putting together this episode. Thank you, Dale. And thank you, Brett. Brett, just one last piece of sports information is that the Stanley Cup finals will end this week. And it's just shocking that we're like almost in July and there's still hockey being played, except in Toronto. I was just happy. I thought you were going to say one last piece of constructive criticism. And I thought you were going to say something very negative. But yeah, that's that's all true. (laughs) We'll save that for later in the week. Have a good day, Brett. (laughs) You too, Jay. 